In the last days, when the coming Antichrist rules the world, two bold, God-empowered witnesses will demonstrate great exploits, awesome signs and wonders. Who are these two mysterious witnesses mentioned in the New Testament book of Revelation? We'll explore this and other issues. And welcome to today's Jerusalem Journal. Two of the Bible's greatest men, Moses and Elijah, appeared with Jesus at his transfiguration. They testified that Jesus was Messiah and that he would suffer his terrible death. There were also two witnesses at Jesus' tomb after the resurrection, as reported in the Gospel of Luke. Two men, not angels, suddenly stood near the women who visited the tomb. And these two witnesses to the resurrection were dressed in dazzling clothing. I suppose that's why people assume the men were angels. Now the women visiting the tomb were terrified, but the two witnesses of the resurrection said to the handmaidens of Jesus, why do you seek the living among the dead? He's not here, he has risen. Could these two men have also been Moses and Elijah? since they were both present on the Mount of Transfiguration. And the question begs to be asked, will Moses and Elijah be the two witnesses of the end times who testify about Jesus during the Great Tribulation? Let's look at Revelation chapter 11, where God said, I will give power to my two witnesses, and they will prophesy for a thousand two hundred and sixty days clothed in sackcloth, these are the two olive trees and the two lampstands standing before the God of the earth. And if anyone wants to harm them, fire proceeds from their mouth and devours their enemies. They have power to shut heaven so that no rain falls. And during the days of their prophecy, they have power over water to turn it to blood and to strike the earth with plagues whenever they command. This verse in itself proves to me that the Great Tribulation is no longer the church age. Old Testament-style miracles of calling down fire upon people are now allowed again. Whereas in the church age, Jesus didn't allow his overly eager disciples, whom he nicknamed the Sons of Thunder, to call down vengeance and fire upon their enemies. The two witnesses are invincible until their end-time ministry is complete. And then they're martyred while the world jubilates in a perverse celebration of gift-giving. Their bodies lie in the open in Jerusalem for three and a half days without burial. The book of Revelation chapter 11 continues saying that people from all nations will gaze on the slain bodies of the two witnesses. And that verse even foretold the advent of television. How else could people from all over the world gloat over the death of the two prophets. But suddenly the two witnesses are resurrected before the eyes of the world. They stand to their feet and terror strikes all who see them. Then they hear a loud voice from heaven saying, come up here. And the two witnesses ascend to heaven in a cloud while their enemies look on in terror. The two witnesses are gloriously and supernaturally empowered, as were Moses and Elijah, to preach the gospel during the terrible reign of Antichrist. Because of their power to call down fire and to stop rain, many Bible scholars believe one of the witnesses will be the prophet 
Elijah because he had those powers. While Moses, who turned water to blood and decreed plagues upon Egypt, is sometimes believed to be the other faithful witness. However, some scholars identify the pair as Enoch and Elijah because both Old Testament personalities were miraculously translated to heaven as mortal men, and therefore they qualify to return to prophesy and to be killed since they both have never died in the first place. Another theory is that the Old Testament saints and the New Testament saints symbolically comprise these two witnesses, and others speculate that the two witnesses represent two olive trees of God, meaning Judah and Israel, or two companies of Jewish and former Gentile believers. But I believe scripture is its own best commentary. These witnesses are described as individuals, as prophets, and not as companies of people. And although I'm not dogmatic, I believe the two witnesses could be, in fact, Moses and Elijah. Besides the fact that the supernatural powers of the two witnesses exactly match those of Moses and Elijah, it's notable that these two prophets were distinguished from all the other Bible luminaries as being present at the transfiguration. So God testified in front of Moses and Elijah, as well as Peter, James, and John concerning Jesus. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. The main scriptural argument against Moses as one of the two witnesses is the principle stated in Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 27, where it said, it's appointed unto man once to die, and afterwards comes the judgment. Since the two witnesses will be killed, there's a question about whether or not Moses could die twice. But I ask, can God be put in a box? Aren't there scriptural exceptions to rules? For example, I've meditated upon the example of Lazarus, whom Jesus raised from the dead. Lazarus died twice. He definitely was dead once because his body was beginning to decompose when Jesus raised him from the dead. But then at some point later, Lazarus, of course, died again. So in fact, Lazarus died twice. And if Lazarus and others whom Jesus raised from the dead could die twice, then it's scripturally possible that Moses could have died and been resurrected as a mortal man and somehow retained in the heavenlies to return to earth to become one of the two witnesses. You see, a mysterious veil was drawn over the death of Moses because the Bible says in Deuteronomy that God himself buried Moses and Satan, it says in the New Testament, disputed with the archangel Michael over his body. Jude 1.9 referenced that incident in an extra biblical writing called The Ascension of Moses. Why did Satan contend for the body of Moses? Since the genuine grave of Moses is unknown to this day, another question begs to be asked. Did God raise Moses from the dead as a mortal man to be used again on earth in the future? Although we can't be certain, Scripture does hint there was something extraordinary about the death, burial, and possible ascension of Moses. And these mysterious circumstances could, in the wisdom of God, qualify Moses to be one of the two witnesses in the future. So, although Enoch's and Elijah's cases for being one of the two witnesses are less problematic, 
we simply cannot rule out Moses. In summary, we have the precedent of Elijah and Moses already appearing together as partners on the Mount of Transfiguration. And furthermore, it's appropriate that Moses appear during the time of Jacob's trouble when God is again dealing with and redeeming his people Israel. And Elijah's reappearance was prophesied in the Old Testament in Malachi 4 5, where God promises, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. That's our Jerusalem Journal. Please tell your friends about us by visiting exploits.tv. Shalom, I'm Christine Darg.